All right, Americans held hostage, day 17, behind enemy lines. Now, I, for the life of me, can't explain this to you. There's no, by the way, I, I am in a really, really, really foul mood. I am, I am so disgusted. I find this so repulsive. The news I'm about to share with you is going to make everybody's blood pressure rise significantly today. Because I guarantee you, if I took my blood pressure right now, my doctor would probably race right into the studio and say, here, take this now, whatever this is. Um, I, I, what I am going to report to you is so outrageous. It is not the America that I know. It is not the America any of us know. And later in the show, we'll talk to two Gold Star dads. They lost their sons last week when Karzai International Airport, when, when the bombs went off, they were there. They're dead. 120, 131 years old. We're going to have hear about their stories. So the first outrage is a day after now we surrendered. We left Americans behind. And, and these estimates, they still can't give you an exact number. How is that even possible? But I've spoken to senators, a number of them. I've spoken to congressmen and women, a number of them. And they're like, the best guess is 300 to 1,000. We don't think it's 300. Like the White House is saying, we believe it's much larger. But nobody knows. So I can't give you an accurate number, which in and of itself is infuriating. You'd think we would know how many Americans we left behind enemy lines with a terrorist group in charge of their destiny. Pelosi, apparently, today is reported by the Wall Street Journal. Um, this is this is one day after the surrender, and, and all our troops are gone now. All our diplomats are gone. And any American, hundreds of them, we don't know the exact number, all those Americans are left to fend for themselves. And wait till you hear some of the remarks about it. Um, anyway, we had uh, one of we, we lost 13 U.S. service members. Uh, Congressman Carlos Jimenez um, just tweeted Nancy Pelosi and reported by The Wall Street Journal blocked the names that he wanted to read on the House floor of these dead servicemen and women. He blocked it. She blocked it, blocking the reading of the names of the servicemen and women that that lost their lives last week. Uh, Congressman Brian Mast, he's a wounded combat vet in Afghanistan. I think he lost both his legs. We've interviewed him many times. You know, uh, Brian Mast, yeah. And, oh, hang on a second. Something just breaking. Okay, update. Okay, yeah. So we, we've now confirmed with numerous sources that Nancy Pelosi wouldn't allow the names to be read of these brave... Hold on a second. It's not Nancy. Well, that's what the Wall Street Journal said. Okay, it was a pro tem in her place that she put in. Thank you. I appreciate it. Because it's just... But we literally got this just as we're coming on the air. The Wall Street Journal had that she, she's the one that made the decision. Is it is this how is this your modern Democratic Party that you're proud of? 
because it did happen. They wouldn't allow the reading of the names. What a slap in the face to every parent of every child that was lost last week. We lost 170 people total, 200 more injured, severely, many of them. You know, if you go back last week, Pelosi first tweeted after the Kabul attacks, making no mention of the bombing that left 13 Americans dead on that day. And what she was really fighting for that day had nothing to do with this. And she just kept tweeting out over and over again. Today and every day, let us summon our suffragists' uh, spirit and hope to strive and lift up voices of women across the nation. This is the day that that our brave men and women were murdered. And if you're not mad enough yet, the Pentagon spokesman, John Kirby, said that Americans get stranded in countries all of the time. Is that your answer to the hundreds that you abandoned and deserted behind enemy lines? Hostages you know, based on the whims of a terrorist group? That's dead wrong. Americans still in Afghanistan have been abandoned. Not really stranded. They've been abandoned. It's not being stranded. They've been abandoned. Biden National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan says the U.S. may deliver aid and economic assistance directly to the Taliban. Let me tell you how I interpret that. That sounds like a ransom payment coming. How about before we give them anything, and I know this is coming up a a lot now, you know, uh, Howard Mortman uh, tweets out, we cannot uh, and certainly will not walk away from seven, this, by the way, is Biden 1022, okay, Uh, 2001. We can't walk away from 7 million displaced, desperate Afghanis surviving on little more than grass and locusts, reluctant to use the word nation building, but if we leave Afghanistan in chaos, well, it will be another uh, time bomb waiting to explode. That's what Biden said a little over a month after 9-11-2001. That was on C-SPAN. Now, we're getting some information about who did we abandon, because we abandoned them. Jennifer Griffin of Fox News has done some amazing reporting based on, you know, who are some of the Americans left in Afghanistan based on passports, visas. We have seen Americans who remain in Afghanistan. Many of the Americans left behind are babies with U.S. passports born to Afghans with green cards who gave birth in the U.S. Those babies were dependent on parents to get them to the airport. And many of these green card holders wanted to bring A dozen or more non-American family members with them, and the Taliban blocked them. We knew that was happening now for a week. Many had never been to America, et cetera. So so they're trying to spin this any way they can. Again, she's just reporting on what they're saying. We have an interesting story. There is a three-year-old California boy stranded in Afghanistan. That was on uh, ABC7news.com out in Sacramento. U.S. troop withdrawal from Afghanistan is stranded. American citizens who want to return to the States. One of them is a young boy born near Sacramento. I-team reporter Dan Noyce. Noyce, N-O-Y-E-S, I don't know how to pronounce it. That was an exclusive frightening story about what lies ahead for the child and his family. The three-year-old was born near Sacramento. He's stuck behind enemy lines. It's so bad there was a... 
a, a Wall Street Journal article, 2008. Turns out back in 2008, Joe Biden's life was saved by an Afghan interpreter who rescued him when his helicopter crashed behind enemy lines deep in Taliban count, uh, country. The interpreter is now stuck behind enemy lines himself. Joe didn't even get that guy out. He's been begging the White House to rescue him and to rescue his family. There's no hope of that anymore. 13 years ago, I'm reading from the Wall Street Journal, Afghan interpreter Mohammed helped rescue then-Senator Joe Biden and two other senators stranded in a remote Afghanistan valley after the helicopter was forced to land in a snowstorm. Now Mohammed's been asking President Biden to save him. Hello, Mr. President. Save me and my family, Mohammed, who asked us not to use his full name while in hiding, told the Wall Street Journal as the last Americans flew out of Kabul on Monday. Don't forget me here. Don't forget me here. Him and his four children hiding from the Taliban. Apparently he's known to have helped Americans. He, he's, Joe just signed his death warrant. They find him, they'll kill him. Army vets call lawmakers issued dire appeals to U.S. officials for help. If you can only help one Afghan, choose Mohammed. No, nobody chose him. He's done. What are you going to do now, Joe? You know, uh, it's just unbelievable. Just unbelievable. American woman trapped in Afghanistan and tear gassed at the airport. The last flight is gone and we were left behind. American woman, former military interpreter, remains trapped in Afghanistan. A U.S. citizen, using a pseudonym for this article that showed up on Yahoo News. And... You know, apparently, you know, said last night that she attempted to get out. She attempted to get to U.S. checkpoints, was tear gassed. And she tried hard, as well as so many others with American passports that didn't get get out. Now, this was interesting from ABC News. They're reporting. Remember, Biden promised Georgie Stephanopoulos two weeks ago that he would get every American out of the country. They wouldn't leave till every American got out of the country. Listen. The commitment holds to get everyone out that, in fact, we can get out and everyone should come out. And that's the objective. That's what we're doing now. That's the path we're on. And I think we'll get there. So Americans should understand that troops might have to be there beyond August 31st. No, Americans should understand that we're going to try to get it done before August 31st. But if we don't, the troops will stay. If we don't, we'll determine at the time who's left. And... And if there are American forces, if there's American citizens left, we're going to stay till we get them all out. Oh, we're going to stay till we get them all out. Lie. Two weeks ago, he lied to us. Now, according to ABC News, that uh, General Frank McKenzie, the head of U.S. Central Command, speaking to reporters last night from his headquarters at MacDill Air Force Base in Tampa, he said, I'm here to announce the completion of our withdrawal from Afghanistan and the end of the military mission to evacuate Americans, uh, third country nationals and vulnerable Afghans. The last C-17 lifted off from Kabul, 329 Eastern time, almost 24 hours ago. We didn't know it when we were on the air yesterday. He said that in the final flights that took off, no Americans made it on board. He admits hundreds left behind. Apparently, Joe Biden also kept Congress in the dark about the risks posed by his withdrawal plan. I'll tell you about that in a minute. 
And apparently Joe got an earful from the mother of a Marine killed and other Gold Star family members uh, at Dover Air Force Base on Sunday. And, and others refused to just meet with him, absolutely refused to meet with him. But don't worry, Biden's national security advisor says the White House hasn't ruled out economic aid for the Taliban. Will be about the Taliban's actions. That sounds like a quid and a pro and a quo. Or where I grew up in New York, that sounds like ransom. That's what it sounds like to me. Told you you're going to get mad because I'm mad. You should be mad. Every American, this is not political. It's not Democrat, Republican, conservative, or liberal. I don't give a, I don't give a flying Adam Schiff what anybody's politics are. They're Americans caught behind enemy lines. We bring them home. We don't abandon them. We'll continue.